Welcome back to the Real Talk with Sam series podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and I aspire to inspire and motivate you into becoming the best version of you that there is and for you to see God's very best for your life. Some amazing Real Talk awaits. So without further ado, let's get started. Okay. Yes, we are good. Okay. <laughs> so, oh boy, that was that was a whole lot. That's so, okay. welcome back everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are in season 4 of the Real Talk with Sam podcast. Um, we are in episode 3 and I am so excited about where the show is going, the direction it's going. We've had some amazing guests so far on the show for just for this season alone and this episode is no different. We are having yet another amazing um, guest with us today, and she is going to share everything and anything about pandemic survival. That is the topic of the season that we're in right now. And so we're gonna go ahead right on into it. So first thing I just want to uh, say, uh, the guest for today is Juanita Austin. Um, I'm gonna let her introduce herself in a moment. Um, she's a uh, very special I met her not too long ago but ever since we met um, for the first time it was just amazing um, the, the conversations have just been just awesome and I am just really excited and happy to know her so without further ado Miss um, Juanita Austin are you there yes I am hey Sam how are you I'm good how are you I'm doing great, doing great. Good, good. All right, so would you mind introducing yourself? Tell us what you do, where you're from, um, and if you have a testimony to share with us, please, by all means, do so. Uh, the stage is yours, so go ahead. Okay, thank you. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Juanita, like Sam said. Um, I'm originally from Ruther Glen, Virginia. Um, if you're from Virginia, you know that area. If you're not, um, I'm close to the city of Richmond. Um, I have four boys and I am married. I've been married for 14 years. And um, I actually had the pleasure of um, coming across to Miss Sam um, on a small business platform. And my goal, um, Uh, okay. So I started, um, I started a small business, Faith Design Tumblers. And what that is, is custom stainless steel tumblers. And the reason why I created, I actually started out to, um, my thought was to start doing shirts with inspirational sayings. So <clears throat> I was like, okay, I want people to know more about God, know that God, um, he's real, even though you may have had hiccups or whatever it may be, I want people to know that he's real and not to give up. Um, people, people are gonna judge you regardless of who you are and, um, and of your mistakes, your past mistakes. So don't let that get to you. So there was one day <clears throat> I was actually um, 
you know, talking to my husband, I was like, hey, you know, I would like to get a cricket, you know, so I could start making some shirts and just, um, you know, put some inspirational sayings on them and everything. And um, he came home one day and he surprised me with the cricket. Wow. Of course me, I got to talk myself into doing work. You know, I got to amp myself up. So I was like, okay, I got to have like a cup of coffee while I'm coming up with these brilliant spiritual sayings and stuff like that. And so then I had to go to the store. So go to my my favorite store at the time, which was Lifeway Christian Store. And um, I was looking for a tumbler that had one of my favorite scriptures on it. It could have been either one. Um, One of them is John 3.16. And then Ephesians 6.11-14. And of course, I couldn't find one. So I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. I can't find what I'm looking for because... I don't see it in my favorite color. I don't. Um, I don't want to, um, you know, buy something that doesn't have any meaning to me. Not saying that any of the items out of the Christian store um, didn't mean anything, but I just wanted right. something because I'm I'm starting this journey. And having trust, having faith in God to point people towards God through my shirts. So I was like, okay, forget it. I'm just gonna go and try to figure out how to make my own cup so I can start making these shirts. So I started, I came across this channel and this woman was doing these cups that was blingy. I was like, oh, that's so pretty. And my favorite color is purple. I said, oh, I gotta make me a favorite. My favorite tumbler with my favorite saying. And um, I got into it. And then one day I made, I said, well, let me make a friend of mine a tumbler just to see if she liked it. And I took it to work and her favorite verse was Philippians 4.13. So I took it and she loved it. And, I, and she's one of my closest friends. I call her my God friend when we're at work. And um, she, when she got it, she was just like, oh my gosh, it was her favorite color. And then people started seeing her Tumblr and they was like, hey, where did you get that from? I want one. And I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> all right. So when people started coming to me getting the Tumblrs, of course, I was, you know, making whatever they wanted, but my sole thing was I wanted to put a scripture on it. So needless right. to say, my first cup I did before I did hers, it was a hot mess. It was sticky. <laughs> but um, it had the wording, trust in God. And that wasn't even one of my scriptures. It just, just trust in God. Just trust in God. And um, I did it. I was very proud of that sticky cup until um, I realized how I could fix it. And then people just started coming to me. Okay, Juanita, um, how much, you know, so forth and so forth. So I started selling them. Needless to say, I have not made not one shirt and it's been three years. Three Wow. And um, I'm like, okay, Lord, is this the path that you want me on? Because 
you know, I love doing the tumblers. I love the I love the little bling, and so does the people that get them. Um, and and I just been doing it, and I've been doing it because I love to do them. Um, I did try to make a shirt one time with my with my tumbler business name on it. Girl, I lost the E, the R, and the S. <laughs> I said, well, okay, Lord, I guess making shirts is not for me. It's not mm-hmm. It wasn't for me. And, um, but I just wanted, I just wanted something to let people know this is just even in my story alone is why I got started um, with my business. And then I have a love for other people because I know how, other people with small businesses, they want to grow. And I had people to, um, you know, tell me what to do and what not to do, what path I need to take to become an actual business. And I wanted to use that to pull back into people. So, um, you know, I've been doing that as well. So, um, but yeah, I, I love it. And each day, you know, should I, should I talk about Black Wall Street? Oh no! I actually wanted you to. Um, I actually wanted you to. But before you do, because okay. um, I was because I was like I want her to um, explain to us like her why of why you got into Black Wall Street. But before you do that, okay. um, I just want to give. I just want to tell y'all something really quickly. When I heard um, Juanita's why behind why she became the founder of Black Wall Street Online, which she will you know tell us in a, in a minute. I was just, in, I was very um, inspired because it had reminded me of a documentary, and that's exa- that's actually when I first heard about a thing called Black Wall Street. Because before I watched that documentary, I didn't even know that that, that was even in existence. But just in case um, y'all don't know, Black Wall Street was a legitimate. Uh, thing back in the 1920s I forget which which year specifically but you can look it up on Google um, when you have a chance after you finish uh, listening to this uh, episode or even while you're listening to this episode to get to get a better context but basically Black Wall Street took place in Oklahoma and um, a a bunch of black business owners of different professions different skill sets came together and took I think it was a block or several blocks um, and created a street specifically for black business owners. So black uh, uh, barbershops, black um, financial institutions, all of that was in black Wall Street. They, they spent, I believe they spent a year or two building it. No, no, let me, let me not say that. A few years building it. And it was the first um, event that where our black people came together for a movement that really changed the whole dynamic. They were really pushing for equality, as we all know, because we've been fighting for equality for generations. But this was the first major um, push um, that for for black business owners, which was alone a rarity at the time. But to see black business owners come together. Um, use their talents to come together to create something that will benefit all of them and the population that lived in Oklahoma at the time was just absolutely phenomenal. But what happened was, y'all know that uh, racism has been in existence pretty much since the beginning of time. So, being that Oklahoma was a 
one of those states, not trying to throw shade, but it's true, um, being that Oklahoma was one of those states, what had happened was there was a massacre. Um, there have been a few situations where uh, one tried to accuse this one of this, and next thing you know, violence just erupted throughout that city. And it basically turned into the uh, Caucasian people of that town to basically burn the Black Wall Street to shrubbles. So every building, every business on Black Wall Street was burned to the ground couldn't replace it, nothing. So that's basically what happened. And um, that's the reason why Black Wall Street, the physical Black Wall Street um, was very short lived. But while it was in existence, it thrived. Um, the business owners thrived and they made a lot of money. They had great influence and they just, they were amazing. And it just goes to show you our, the hidden heroes of history that we don't um, get taught about um, often in our education system. Again, hate to say it, but it's the truth because I didn't learn about that in history class. I didn't learn about that till really a few months ago. So in case y'all didn't know, that's that's the uh, where the Black Wall Street name came from. So now that I've gave you, given y'all the history background of it, um, I want uh, Juanita, if you will, um, tell us why you wanted to start the Black Wall Street online business and tell us what it is. Okay, so I wanted to, so how I came across Black Wall Street online is, is similar to Ms. what Miss Samantha was saying. Um, I was never taught about Black Wall Street in school. Um, I went to public school like most of us had, like most of us did. And, um, when everything started to go on with COVID, I started to do a lot of researching and to hear small businesses um, basically going out of business because they couldn't maintain. Um, I was like, okay, I'm a small business, but I'm blessed to still have a job. What is it that I can do um, to help small businesses grow? And at that time, um, I came across, I stumbled across the Tulsa race riot, which was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, back in 1921. And I stumbled across the video on, um, on YouTube and it educated me so much more. And to see how back then, during a time where we were being so oppressed we still worked together and they became a very successful area. And um, it is true, like Miss Samantha said, you know, not throwing any shame game on Oklahoma, but this is part of history and it should be taught in school along with so much more um, of our African-American history. And I was sitting there and and God actually said, okay, you need to get with some more small businesses that really want to grow their business. Um, it, can, it can be any type of business, um, education, um, clothes, jewelry, whatever it is that people have that they use to, to grow their business, get in contact with them. So of course I did, and 
you know, again, just like the tumblers, I just trusted in God. I was like, okay, Lord, if this is the path that you want me on, you gotta guide me because I don't, I don't know what it is that, you know, how to get people, the small business to come on board. How do I get complete strangers to um, listen to another stranger and be like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. You know, I want to be a part of this. And as time went on, um, my conversation from God, he literally said, you know, and of course, in all of this pandemic, um, we had the killing of George Floyd. And, um, and to see the images of people walking in, walking in the streets, um, fighting for us, and I might get choked up because for me to see the image on TV of people of all ethnicities walking and trying to shine light on how black people have been oppressed for so long which they're trying to help us so if you are out there and you're hearing this podcast and you were one of those people walking in the streets supporting yes. us i say thank you not only from me but from all of our brothers and sisters i say thank you because if we have to do it we have to work together we have to yes and as god was saying to me he said you're even though black wall street at that time in tulsa oklahoma 1921 almost 100 years ago mm -hmm. he said even though there were there were nothing but black owned businesses he said you cannot you cannot be like the others are you can't you can't you can't cause division we need to unite mm -hmm. and he said you know there are other there's a lot of small businesses of all ethnicities you know bring them in because they support what it is that you guys are doing and we're trying to do this not just as blacks as a whole right as a family because that's what we are and when i see people walking in the street that's what i see as black wall street online it's a community mm. of small businesses pouring together um supporting one another you know in so many other avenues that god has placed in me to push the small businesses and also to push myself and right. it's to also to teach one another that we can't always be about self we have to be about others so yes. that that's how god directed me in this in this path on this path and um for all of the registered businesses that has signed up i i pray i i genuinely do i pray that each business um do succeed do flourish um and for those that might come on after you know that's what i truly want and i also want to have something where there's an avenue for not only our young african children 
but for all children can learn about African American history from someone that's knowledgeable that has um, that has a degree or whatever it may be that can educate our children because without that our children will continue to be lost mm-hmm. and we we all know if you go to a public school they never talked about the Tulsa riots nope. they never talked about so many things and for me as a mom and my youngest child is nine years old right now he's doing digital learning at mm-hmm. home and one of his subjects is social studies mm-hmm. and I'm sitting here and I have to I have to bite my tongue so much because I know that the teachers can only teach what they're allowed to teach but it's so much more information and I just I just I, I do encourage people to continue to support you um, and your podcast is getting out, you know, productive and, you know, information that's going to encourage people. So, I mean, that's so important. So important. But yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Thank you so much for sharing um, really the why, because you know what? This pandemic is, we're not just in a pandemic that affects our health. We're in a pandemic that we're in a racial pandemic as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm glad that um, we went in this direction because it does need to be talked about as well. I mean, we can t- talk about precautions, which we have done. We can talk about, you know, what, you know, this, that, and make sure to keep your kids safe, keep your family safe. But yes. this is a whole different layer mm-hmm. um, of, 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 racial, of racial discrimination, just discrimination, period. Mm-hmm. And it has, it hasn't gone away and honestly like we've seen the influx back in 2016 with the election back then and um yes. with the administration of that that was voted in i'm not going to say you know i'm, I'm gonna keep it <laughs> keep it short because yes. you know with, with politics and whatnot but we saw it back then i mean people that you would never expect just come out and say what they said was a shock to my system and like we were saying, I, I, I never learned about this in school. And I know that a lot of you can relate to this because this is probably complete news to, to, to all of you. Yeah. I didn't learn about this in social studies. I didn't learn about this when I had American history in high school. And again, like Miss um, Juanita was saying, it, it is a combination of, you know, going through a year's curriculum. You can't possibly disc- uh, cover all of American history. And we understand that. Yeah. However, you know, to us, to us as black people, it looks like a whiteout. Yes. Yes. And that's the issue. Yes. Like, yes, y'all talk about Martin Luther King and that's wonderful. Y'all talk about Rosa Parks. That's wonderful because they were at the forefront of the civil rights movement. Yes. True enough. Yes. But what about um, Paul Robeson? What about, um, we, we're just, uh, Emmett Till was kind of literally just added not too long ago to yeah. the history class. Um, what about him? What about the children that were killed in the church? What about those you know um those heroes that we don't talk about those have to be talked about too because they their story possesses something very important that we need to know and and um what does the bible say my people perish for the lack of knowledge Knowledge. and we need to be knowledgeable of these things and what um black people have contributed to this country 
there was actually a list of um of, of black inventors that I didn't even know about. Yeah. A whole and I'm talking about I'm not talking about a one, two, three list, I'm talking about hundreds. Hundreds of um black innovators yes. that invented so many things. Yes. Y'all wouldn't have no stop sign if it was I'm um, not stop sign, traffic light if it wasn't for a black person. Elevator elevator uh, everything else so many things so many things that we take for granted the ac Mm -hmm. yep invented by a black person yes Yes. didn't even know it until recently Mm -hmm. and it's it's like if you don't have if you don't take a a a college course in african-american studies you'll never know you won't know about this but in the formative years it's not even an option it's not even you know you, you can't even choose it because that it's just like look this is what we're going to learn and it is what it is and that's it and that's so that's why i always say and i always preach self-education make sure you educate yourself because if you don't people will not hand you the information that you need to know yes so i'm glad that we are talking about this for this particular episode because it goes it fits right in with the theme of black wall street and i hope that y'all do um contact miss juanita austin um, for more information about it because it is something um, that's long overdue. I'm not sure what everybody else is doing, but just, you know, f- between um, us be- being that I know her personally and I've seen some of the, and I've met some of the business owners that have come together for this Black Wall Street online business and it is very diverse. Yes. So that's another thing that people are like, oh, well, what about diversity? I'm like, have you seen the group? Oh, it's diverse, yes. you know? It's not just one type of person. It's like people that just, I was amazed. And I'm not trying to say this to blow smoke up your butt, but I've seen it for myself. So please, if y'all are interested in learning more about um, Black Wall Street Online, please contact her directly um, so you can get more information on that. So now what we're going to do is we're going to ask the the same questions that every other guest um, (laughs) gets because we want, we want to, we want to hear your perspective on these questions and what you have to um to say about those things so my first question to you is um when you first heard about the COVID-19 virus pandemic do you remember or recall what your initial reaction to this was like did you take it seriously or did you just say oh oh boy like what was your initial reaction well my initial reaction um I didn't take it too seriously because I was still at work, um, we were still, still co-mingling and doing things just like normal. Um, and then, as things started to creep over in the states, we was like, "Hold!" I was like, "Hold up! Wait a minute!" Okay, <laughs> so this is a virus, and of course, if you're a parent of even one child or whatever, you already know. Okay, a virus is not something that you really can contain. Right. So I have four boys. My youngest is nine and then my oldest is 22. But um, my 22 year old, he's not really at home. And these little jokers can eat. (laughs) So I'm sitting at work and I was like, okay, so I know, I know everybody is different. Some people take precautions. Some people live life in the whip. And I said, eventually it's going to make it to where we are. Um, for the people that have lost loved ones, I do want to say, first and foremost, I am very sorry for your loss. Um, 
my, my heart breaks every time I have a girlfriend and a classmate that lost her mom um, yeah. due to COVID. And, um, but I was like, it's coming, it's coming this way. So I need to make sure that I have groceries in the house and these kids are, um, are good because at that time they were still in school. So mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh. So how is that gonna work out? And, um, but when, so I just knew precautions needed to be made. And I was like, I gotta just get it done, so yeah. Okay, so you know what? That is something that um, is very important because, you know, with something like this, I, again, I had the same or a similar in initial reaction because I was in school. I was finishing up my last semester in school. I said, okay, well, when I first heard that it was coming to the States, I said, oh, okay, uh -huh. that's, that's tough, tough, tough nuggets. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't think that it would spread so quickly. Yeah. And I was still at work, still interacting with my classmates, still interacting with my coworkers. Everything was peachy keen yeah. until hmm. a week later, every school shut down, said blah, blah, blah. I said, huh, what's going on? So it, it was a culture shock to me. Uh -huh. So I understand um, when it comes to students. And I was just, you know, in the beginning of it. Now with students, they are in the thick of it. They have to um, be prepared for any massive changes to their education. Because this virtual learning is a massive change. Yes, it is. And not knowing, and, and then with people trying to implement um, full-time school in person again, draw some concerns with the parents, draw mm -hmm. some concerns with the students themselves. It's it's just, there is a lot going on. So it's important to have something that you can depend on to get you through something like this. Yes. And um, I think that is um, one of the key things that, pe that some people still um, don't understand. However, there are some people that have gotten a clue and said, you know what? Time for me to work on my faith a little bit. So in a way, that's why I said, in a way, this pandemic was a blessing in disguise because I've seen a lot of people turn their hearts back to God. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people get deeper into the word because time has kind of stopped a little bit mm -hmm. and they're able to be at home with their families. They're able to spend more time with their families, whereas that was not even a question in the past or was a problem in the past. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's those types of things. But yes, it does cause stress and strain when it comes to preparing for something like this because there's only so much preparation you can do. It is, yep. There are certain things you can do, certain things you can't do, certain things you can prepare for, and certain things you can't prepare for. That's just the reality because something like this, you, you, it's like whatever happens, happens. Yes. And the only thing you can do is what you can do, but the rest is up to God and how he orchestrates this. That's in his hands, it is not in our hands okay so that is um super super important you can prepare for some things but not everything not everything uh, yes so you had mentioned um uh, well you you told us what your business was with the tumblers and yes. um the failed attempt with the t-shirts because that, <laughs> yes. that's not where god <laughs> wanted you and but but isn't that a lot of us though with business owners whenever you start a, a, a business a business of any kind there's always going to be something that you think is going to go a certain way and it doesn't <laughs> I'm a witness to that because I started in a uh, as a, as an affiliate marketer, mm -hmm. and because of my obedience, now 
I'm in business for myself, not under a certain company, but with something that God gave me. And I've shared my testimony with y'all um, already about that. But, you know, whatever arena you're in, there's always going to be growth. And that that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of being a business owner. That's the beauty of having a career. And, yes. and really anywhere in life, you will experience some growth. If you allow, if you if you're open, if you open yourself up to that change, if you open yourself up to that growth, you will grow. You will see a difference in yourself, and that's the beautiful thing behind it. Yes, there's some pain attached to it, but pain is how you grow. Unfortunately, that's that's just the way that it works. So, with you, um, you having the Tumblr business, you're you've already been in business before this pandemic hit. Yeah. How did you prepare your business? for um the massive change like did you um interact with your clients face-to-face before and then have to strict uh switch to strictly virtual like how did that look for you for me um i i was already doing everything virtually so so for me it was kind of good virtually and word of mouth and then repeat customers so by that time you know, people knew how to place their order and would just purchase from offline. But, um, you know, that, so for me, that was a blessing. And then I, I still had my current, my, my full-time job. So, you know, I was just blessed on that part of it. Um, but I just know with, with, my, with me interacting with the people that I had as my clients, the customers, um, again, I started going back thinking about other small businesses because some people right. were just not as blessed as I am to have a government job and then they're, you know, what they love to do on the side, you know. Right. So, yeah. So that's what I, you know, thankfully for me, my business was basically virtual um, already. The only hiccups that I did see because of the pandemic was the delivery of my um, my my products and also my customers receiving their orders. Oh yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I the mean the delay, the delay, the yes. delay. <laughs> yes. yes. I mean, oh, I could my. order something and get it within two or three days. And then I ordered I ordered um, I ordered a couple of things. And it took weeks. And I'm like, where's my stuff? You know? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, of course, and then having to call and or email my customers and saying, hey, you know, I haven't forgotten about you, but this is what's going on. I haven't received this item, so I complete your order. So it was right. it was a lot. So I know for me, just being a small business, I know other businesses felt that blow too. So yes. And you know what, um, with physical products, cause I had the same issue. Um, but see, for me though, um, I, I had already uh, launched my books. However, um, they were all electric, they are still electronic, but I'm working on getting the printed copy soon. Um, so I didn't have the, the issue of, uh, or much of an issue I should say with um, like mailing out books and whatever. But what I did have, a problem with was receiving packages like for example um there was one business owner that i collaborated with um and she had sent me a free uh gift one product of hers which is a physical product Mm -hmm. and she had sent it out i don't let me see um back in august maybe or maybe like late july early august 
I just got it maybe three weeks ago. Wow. And I was, and then there was another product that I had ordered. I mean, this this particular, if y'all have ever ordered anything on Wish, oh. you know that it's always gonna be at least a month before you get it anyway. Yes. But I I wanted to get a, um, a couple of things. I got a, a sweat belt, which ended up not fitting very well anyway. Um, so I, I, I had to end up getting one from Amazon and that fit perfectly. But I ended up getting a sweat belt and I think a, a, some type of light thing. Okay. A, li- a little a little gadget. Yeah. I still haven't gotten the gadget and I ordered this stuff back in April. Yeah. I just got the sweat belt two weeks. No, no, let me not be dramatic. Three, three, four weeks ago. But again, I ordered both things in April. Wow. April. And I just said, oh my goodness, never again. And yeah. even Amazon. When this first yes. came out, when this first got, got, you know, the influx of cases really started to hit, yes. Amazon was delayed for weeks, even mm-hmm. if you were a Prime member. Mm-hmm. And I was a Prime yes. member, and I still didn't get my stuff week. What? my two weeks. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I, I said, and, th- and these were important things that mm-hmm. I needed. So I, you know, it, so for that, for businesses, businesses definitely took a hard hit. Um, if you have any physical product at all, yes, it's going to be a hard hit. And even when I came out with the merchandise line for the podcast, physical products mm-hmm. took for my first few customers took a week, since and some of them it took about two weeks. But thankfully, you know, with some business owners, it's even longer. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a range. And then you know, people are impatient when they they buy something they want and they put their money towards something. Yes naturally they want it they want it to see arrive at their doorstep so we understand that Mm -hmm. in case you are not a business owner please understand that we understand your frustration with (laughs) that but there's only so much that we can do but what we do need to work on too as business owners which you had uh, hit uh, uh, hinted on is customer service yes what 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 happens is when uh, business owners start succeeding they start getting a lot of money and then something unexpected hits. They think, oh, I don't have to do this. Oh, I don't have to do that. You do have to make some changes mm-hmm. with your customer service and just keeping that communication open with your customer saying, hey, like you said, I didn't forget about you. Yes. But due to, uh, even if it's just a short, sweet message in, in the confirmation email saying, hey, um, due to COVID, please a lot for a certain, certain amount of days, certain weeks due to the pushback. I don't know, something. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some business owners do it. So so hats off to those who have already put this in action because it's yeah. very important and it does make a difference. That small little thing does make a difference yeah. to your customers and whether or not they will come back and order something else. And that because is- like, right, because like Juanita was just saying, you want to keep that, that constant flow of customers and customers keep coming back and coming back to order your stuff, you know? So it's just those small little changes, those small little things that you can do that does make a difference and help, you know, ease the pain of the delay <laughs> with yes. customers because it is it is painful. It is like, eh, it's not, it's less than ideal, but it's the reality of the situation and it's out of our control. Yes. Like we just said, you can prepare for some things, but you can't prepare for everything. It's yes. just how it is. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so now that we have put that out there, business owners, I hope you're taking notes because that is very important. Um, but, um, so my next question to you, Juanita is, um, did you have any aha moments or personal revelations about yourself 
or about your business in the past year that um, COVID has been um, impacting our lives? Um, again, like I said, you know, I am a very strong advocate for small businesses. I've been a strong advocate for small businesses before COVID hit. And, um, and, and I think that's why I keep, I think this is why God put me on this path for one reason, because I, I put myself in other people's shoes, other businesses' shoes. I try to anyway. And, um, and I just know that there's so much that we can do when we um, get together and help encourage one another. And then with some businesses, I mean, having to shut their doors, having to literally lay people off because they can't afford to pay them. And they don't want to because they, they have said, I've, I've heard some of them say, Oh, we have excellent employees, but what else? I mean, can we do? what else can we do? You know, they're now scraping pennies or their savings, you know, to, you know, make sure their business stay afloat as long as it can. So, I mean, so that's what pushed me to just be like, okay, what can I do as a small business to help other small businesses where we can at least try to just work together and just push these businesses out there. Um, yes. Some people have even asked, well, I do jewelry. And I was like, okay, that's fine that you do jewelry. I'm like, one person can't serve the whole world. So no, they can't. And we, and that's, and we also have mind frames, um, negative, negative ways of thinking. And that's how I should say it. Negative ways of thinking that, well, if Miss Sam is doing a podcast, um, where am I going to fit in? Okay, Miss Sam can't talk to everybody in the whole wide right. world one time. But absolutely, if we have information that can inspire one another, regardless of the platform, utilize it. You know, and and encourage use that platform to encourage people because I mean, right now during this pandemic, it's it's hard for a lot of people. And a lot of people, some people just don't know how to cope. Some people, and I know you and I, we talk about God. Some people don't know God. And I mean, he has been, whoo, he has been what has kept me sane. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm just like, I just want people to know, don't give up. And when you mentioned about, um, you know, basically, when you, when, as far as customer service, not only customer service, but you also got to surround yourself with like-minded people and yes. people that's going to help bring you up. You don't want to be around people that's stagnant, that's not going to help you grow. That's that's not going to help, help you or anybody else. So if you're a small business, you know, find people around you that's gonna bring you up. And again, you join Black Wall Street online. And, you know, and if you're not a small business, think about supporting small businesses. Small businesses not only, you know, put food on their family's table, but they also pour back into their community as far as schools and, and things like that. So small businesses, even though they're small, they make a big impact. 
so, really yes. Yeah, so, you know, that was my aha moment. I can use this pandemic to encourage other people to not give up in what they believe and what they are are good at. So, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's so true. And going back to uh, the point you made about um, me with the podcast, um, I just want to put a pin in that for a second because. And, and this applies to all business owners. I don't care how much money you've made. I don't care if you made a thousand dollars, a hundred million or a hundred million dollars, whatever. That still doesn't cover the entire globe. It still doesn't cover every human being. So, and I've said this before, whatever, wherever God has placed you, wherever he um, wants to use you, understand that it's for a reason and whatever you have that's unique about you that he placed inside of you is why. I can't speak to everybody. I would love to, <laughs> yeah. but I can only speak to certain a, a certain group of people or a certain audience because, you know, there are certain people that can relate to me. Like, for example, millennials can relate to me, specifically Christian millennials can relate to me, but that doesn't cover my entire generation. Exactly. And then there are some people that are a little bit older that also can relate to what I have to say or, you know, or the advice is helpful to them. But again, that doesn't cover everybody. And... I, again, I can. God has only given me certain things to speak of. He only gave me um, te- a certain testimony or testimonies mm-hmm. to share. And some people will be impacted. Some will ignore it. It's just how things. It's just how just how things work. Mm-hmm. And but what what tends to happen is I think business owners when they when they uh, put in their minds, okay, I want to make such and such amount of money and I have to cover the entire globe. I ain't going to stop until I cover the entire globe and everything else. Yes. It's like, yes. that's, oh, okay, let me just, let me just make myself clear here. I am not a dream killer. I don't crush people's dreams because people have crushed my dreams and I don't want to do that to anybody else. However, I will give you a quick little reality check. You, you have your God find you to specific people. Yes. If the entire world hears what you have to say, that wonderful, mm-hmm. but not everybody will be impacted the that same way. That is true. That is the thing that business owners and people in general have to realize. It may stretch to the four corners of the earth, and if it does, God bless you, mm-hmm. because that that's the whole point of us being here. We're ambassadors for Christ, so yes. we it's our job to spread the message to spread the gospel and he said that it would reach the four corners of the earth but it's not going to take just one human being the one the only one in my book who got closest to it was jesus <laughs> yes and even when even when he he died on the cross for us still took paul still took this one still took that one to yes. spread the message yes. throughout this world and even yes. still there's still some people who just who, who doesn't want to hear it and that's fine they may believe something different that yes. is fine. Whatever to thine own self be true. Yes. Okay. I, w- I would never try to force a belief on anyone. Mm-hmm. If it's real to you, wonderful. If it's not, I'm going to keep praying for you. That's it. <laughs> That's, That's it. All we like, can do. Other than, I wish you the best, but I, I can't do no more than that. Mm-hmm. You know? But it's, but it, but it go, but my point is you are assigned to specific people. Yes. And is there's nothing wrong with wanting to have global influence, international influence cuz I have personally ha- I personally have relationship with 
business owners who are international, mm -hmm. who have reached influence in the United States as well as France and England and Australia, here and there. And that's wonderful, but their story impacts one audience. Wherever they go, it's still one audience, a certain yes. group of people. It's not the entire world. Not all, how many, how many people on this earth? Seven billion or eight billion people? However many people that are on this earth <laughs> at this point. Um, but the, the, all, all human beings on this earth. Yes. It's, they can't cover all of them. I'm, I'm gonna just say that right there. You know? I and, love, mm -hmm. I love what you said about, um, God, God places everyone in a certain position because yes. even even with I'm gonna say you your podcast you're gonna you're gonna reach certain people but not all so if you're someone that has a business that's like I said before jewelry or even even myself tumblers um, we can't reach everyone but just know True. whatever your heart is in and you know that God is in it he's gonna send people to you that you that he wants you to pour into yes he's gonna bring those people to you so you don't really have to I mean and like like Sam said we don't want to be a, a, a dream killer but because everybody wants millions yeah. but when you come to a certain point of life, it's not even about the money. It's about being able to grow and to help other people grow. And then that's when your blessings are gonna come in. There you go. Regardless. You go. And like you said, you know, you know people in other countries, you know, you never know who it is that you're speaking to that can open up or push push you in the right direction. So don't ever um, think that even though we're in a pandemic, you won't succeed. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, I think a lot of people are succeeding in a pandemic, mm -hmm. as far as business-wise, but yes. Yeah. Yes, a lot of business owners are. And um, mm -hmm. I, oh man, I wish we had more time, but we, we got we got um, we got we got to wrap up pretty soon because we're running out of um, running out of time here. But um, this has been so good, and I, I I hate cutting I hate cutting <laughs> cutting this off. And I'm just like, no, we're getting so good, we're getting such good information here. But we we do have to move on to the the very last question. Yes. Um, so for all of you listening, this is um, this is going to be the wrap up for this episode. So Juanita, I have one last question for you. If you could give one tip or one piece of advice besides what you've already um, given us, mm -hmm. um, what piece of advice would that be? During this pandemic, my one of my advices would be if you lost your job, don't get discouraged. If something comes to you that you think that you can probably use to help you with other forms of income try it you never know you never know just don't get discouraged just don't get discouraged that i think that wraps it up beautifully um because that applies to millions of people who have lost their job including me i've lost my part-time job um even though it was contingent on me being a student i still lost it prior to 
uh, <laughs> it expiring, but nevertheless, God has blessed me anyway because I, number one, was obedient. And just so y'all know, if I haven't said it before, me um, stepping out on faith with this podcast was, is an act of obedience. Yes. And because I stepped out on faith, because I said I'm going to be obedient, I've met people like Juanita. I've met people like Nikia, who was on the last episode. I've met people like Chelsea um, on the first episode and guests prior to that. And even just people that have um, gave me feedback on uh, particular episodes. I've been blessed to have that interaction because I stepped out on faith and I was obedient. And this is like we were saying before, obedience is better than sacrifice. You will never know what God, how, what doors God will open out of your obedience. Okay, and, and I, I could go into that for the next 30 minutes, but we are unfortunately out of time. Um, so um, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. This is it for the third episode of season four, uh, Pandemic Survival. Thank you so much, Juanita, for coming on the show with us. Thank you, Sam, um, tune in, y'all. If y'all have not gotten the first two episodes, please go ahead and tune into those. Um, go ahead and support Juanita Austin, Black Wall Street Online. Um, reach out to her for more information. Um, Actually, before we go, Juanita, could you give them your um, email, phone number, however they can reach you? Sure. My email address is Juanita, and that's J-U-A-N-I-T-A, at BlackWallStreetOnlineLLC.com. And if you reach out to me, just mention Sam's podcast. I know who you are. (laughs) All right. Perfect. Thank you so much, Juanita, again. And for the rest of you, we're going to say our goodbyes for now. See you later and have a blessed rest of your day. Hey, you. Thank you so much for stopping by to tune into RTWS. We hope that you found today's message uplifting, empowering, and you've learned something new. Let us know what you think by leaving a review for us on any major podcast platform or head over to our website at theofficialrtws.com to have your comments featured on the front page. While you're there, drop by our merchandise store to get premium podcast gear. Join our VIP subscriber list to get 10% off your first order and find out how to secure a 25% lifetime discount to apply to any order as an RTWS ambassador. Just send us an email straight from the website and we will get back to you. We will see you on the next episode.